Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Happy Saturday, everybody. Hope you're having a great weekend so far. It is Friday afternoon as you record this, but Saturday as you listen, Adam Azer, joined by a very special guest who's going to be, I guess, really not that special because he's going to be on every week on the mailbag. No, you're still special, Frank. Frank Stample is here. Hello, Frank. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, Adam. Outside of the fact that I started Gardner Minshew in a league last night, that was not great. But mm. excited to be here, man. Look, FFT debut. Yes. Look at us. Yes. Look at us. Frank and I have so much in common. We have the same microphone. Uh, we're both New Yorkers. And we have the same, if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash fantasy football today, we have the same John Starks dunking over Horace Grant and Michael Jordan framed picture in the background it's really weird we have a different frame but this we didn't coordinate that no we did not really weird (laughs) really weird all right so frank and i are going to go over the latest injuries as devin singletary looks like he's going to have a big role with zach moss out uh we'll update you on those wide receivers we got your apple podcast questions with your five-star reviews we've got uh your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com and we've got the fantasy cops the legal version of the fantasy regulators coming up in just a little bit. Okay. First of all, who the heck is Frank Stample? Frank, tell us about yourself. So I host the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast. So anyone who's listened to both of those feeds, Fantasy Baseball Today and Fantasy Football Today, you already have an idea of who I am. But the background, I've been doing this for, I don't know, since I was in high school, past decade, football, baseball, basketball, three fantasy sport athlete. Love all three of them. (laughs) I don't even know if that's a thing, but I just made it a thing. Uh, So I'm excited, man. I'm excited to be here and excited to talk some football. Now that baseball is over, I can transition and and focus a little bit more on the most dominant fantasy sport, if we're being honest. Sounded like Frank just called me a moron. We will uh, (laughs) see how that works out. Okay, Zach Moss is out. Devin Singletary, in his last six games of, of the 2019 season, they really started to give him a lot of work. And he had, like, the fifth most carries or the sixth most carries in football and the fifth most yards, but he couldn't score a touchdown. But I, Frank, am really excited to start Devin Singletary. I have him in a few leagues, and he's been on my bench. Well, going into this week, he was on my bench. Now that Moss is out, I mean, I am starting him over Mike Davis and Daryl Henderson and the Niners running backs and the Giants running backs. Uh, you know, going back in time, I would have said if I had known that Moss was out, I would have said start him over Miles Gaskin. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I'm excited. I I think minimum 80 total yards, minimum three catches. So you're looking at an eight point non PPR floor, 11 point PPR floor. That's the way I see it. How do you see it with Devin Singletary against the Rams? Yeah, I'm excited as well. I just moved them inside my top 20 running backs for the week. So just ahead of names like Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette. I would still use Mike Davis ahead of him because I think that the receiving volume, the target share is going to be higher for Mike Davis than it's going to be for Singletary. But, you know, the Rams have allowed 4.6 yards per carry to running backs so far this season. Both Ezekiel Elliott and Miles Sanders, granted, they are, you know, two of the best running backs in the NFL. Both had top 12 finishes against the Rams. I think that they're much better against the pass than they are against the run. And the Bills might look to attack them there. So I'm pretty excited about Singletary as well. I think he's a rock-solid RB2. Two of the wide receivers that we've been asked about the most, I'd say, would be Russell Gage and CeeDee Lamb, gauge against the Falcons with Julio Jones being a game-time decision, and Lamb going up against Seattle. So how would you rank them compared to Devin Singletary? I would use Devin Devin Singletary over all of them in non-PPR. I would use CeeDee Lamb in PPR. I'd rank it Lamb, Singletary, Gage in PPR, Singletary, Lamb, Gage in non-PPR. 
what if Julio Jones doesn't play? Would you start Gage over all of both of them? I wouldn't. In PPA. I'm I'm encouraged by the target share that Russell Gage has seen so far, and they're just going to pass a ton. Like there's just so much volume in the passing attack for the Atlanta Falcons, and he's looked good so far, Russell Gage. But I still like what I've seen from CD Lamb, and I expect a lot of points in that game between the Cowboys and the Seahawks. And look, I'm going to use the running back, uh, Singletary, over Russell Gage, regardless, just because I think that the touch floor is so safe for him now. I think we're looking at like 15 to 20 touches for Singletary in this game. Okay, Malcolm Brown is going to play, which we expected. And we still like Daryl Henderson, obviously Singletary ahead of him. But how about, you know, Russell Gage or Daryl Henderson? I will use Daryl Henderson in non-PPR. I'll use Russell Gage in PPR. Devontae Adams missed practice. It's a Sunday night game, and Michael Thomas is unlikely to play. It really would be a shame if we don't get to see either of those wide receivers. Don't expect to see Thomas. Hopefully Adams can make it back. You could certainly look at Lazard and MVS uh, and Traquan Smith. And I guess I'll ask you, Frank, how would you rank those three? Let's say Adams and Thomas are both out. uh, MVS, Lazard, Traquan. I will go MVS, Traquan, and Lazard. Hey, that's what I was going to say. Don't feel great about any of them. I guess there's a chance that MVS will see Marshawn Lattimore. They move those wide receivers around a lot in Green Bay. So I don't know that any one wide receiver is just going to see Lattimore a ton. But, um, yeah, look, Traquan Smith, we've waited for him to be a thing for a while. He's had tons of opportunities. And he actually looked good in Week 2 against the Raiders. So uh, kind of excited about him there. But, yeah, that's the order I'd go with. We do have a lot of good cornerbacks in that game, uh, oh, yeah. in that fou- in that uh, Saints-Packers game. 49ers update. Jimmy Garoppolo out. Nick Mullins will start. George Kittle is out. And now I have to make a decision. Uh, well, yeah, because Jack Doyle is going to play. I have to choose between Jack Doyle and Jordan Reed. And oh. I don't know. I don't think it's close. Reed? Yeah, I think it's Jordan Reed. I, they just don't really have anyone else to throw the ball to. And I looked at this, uh, and Nick Mullins' starts back in 2018, I believe it was. George Kittle had a 28% target share in those starts, so he likes to throw the tight end, and they used Jordan yes. Reed in the red zone a week ago. He had three red zone targets. He caught two touchdowns. The Giants have been good against tight ends, but I just don't know who else they can throw the ball to. So I'm not buying, the, Jordan the, Reed over I'm not buying that the Giants are good against tight ends anyway. You know? Is that just your pessimism as a Giants fan? Um, no, I mean, they weren't good against them last year. I don't really know why they would be good against them this year. I just think it's been coincidence, basically. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I think that, I think it's just like, do I have, do I drop, do I drop Jack Doyle for Reed, knowing that Reed is probably a one more week thing? But, well, you know what? Let's, let's talk about other people's teams, not my team. <laughs> Uh, Julio Jones' game time decision, as mentioned. Philip Lindsay practiced on Friday. That's interesting. I'm guessing he's not going to play. I don't know if you've seen anything more, but Philip Lindsay did return to practice on Friday as uh, they get ready for the Bucks. It's a tough enough matchup as it is, and if Lindsay's back, then I'm going to be very nervous about Melvin Gordon. Um, all right, we'll, we'll keep we'll stay uh, stay on that one. If I think if Lindsay plays, I'm probably going to try to sit Melvin Gordon against that great run defense. A.J. Brown mispractice, no surprise. And if you want to start Ryan Tannehill, the Vikings will be without two cornerbacks this week. And their defense is bad anyway. Here are some questions from Apple Podcasts. We got starter sit, and we got kind of like rest of season stuff. Starter sit questions first from Apple Podcasts. Emails coming later in the show. If you are an emailer and you're like, hey, when's my question going to be read? Just check the episode description. I've got timestamps for the Apple Podcast stuff uh, for the Fantasy Cops and for the emails, so you can that'll help you out. All right, first question is from Paige. Dear Bob, Larry, Jim, and Mercury. Ooh, I know that. Frank's, I'm terrible. Frank's, at too, these. Frank's too young. Terrible. Even, like I, I was born uh, twelve years later, but this is the '72 Dolphins. I'm almost positive. Uh, greasy, Mercury Morris. Uh, Jim Kick and Larry Zonka, I'm pretty sure. All right, couple lineup questions. Non-PPR league, choose a wide receiver. Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, A.J. Green, or Deontay Johnson? I think it comes down to Terry McLaurin and Deontay Johnson for me, given the fact that Denzel Ward is he's probably still going to play. He's banged up. He's questionable. I'm going to go with Terry McLaurin, but I think it's close with Deontay Johnson. 
And should I start one of those remaining wide receivers, say Deontay Johnson or Kareem Hunt? This is non-PPR. I will go with Kareem Hunt. All right, this is from Jameis Jones, which is what I call Daniel Jones. Uh, So that Frank probably doesn't know that, but all of you know that. Pick two in PPR, David Montgomery, Will Fuller, Kareem Hunt. I will go with David Montgomery and Kareem Hunt. Would you start Hurst over Goddard if Julio Jones is out? Hmm. I don't Mm. think I would. I, the Eagles are going up against the Bengals. Yeah, Yeah, I would. I, I would, if Julio Jones is out, I'd use Hayden Hurst over Goddard. All right, this is from Edward Vento. Josh Kelly, or, well, can't answer this one. Um. Okay, sorry. Josh Kelly or DJ Chark? I don't think we can answer that one. Start Josh Kelly. That's my recommendation. <laughs> I have a feeling he did. Jimmy Grandpa, pick a wide receiver and a running back. Okay, so he asked uh, a couple of Jaguars in there, so we'll take them out. Mike Williams, AJ Green, Golden Tate. Pick one. Hmm. I'm going to say... The Chargers are going up against. Let me just pull up the matchups here. The uh, oh, Bengals are going, are going up against the Eagles. Panthers for the Chargers. Panthers. I will go with. Yeah, I think Golden Tate is kind of sneaky. Very. I'm, yeah. I'm still going to say AJ Green just because the targets have been massive for him. I, Darius Slay is there, but I think eventually those targets are going to turn into production for AJ Green. So I'll go with him. Okay. Uh, AJ Green and I'm. Daryl Henderson's got to be your running back. Henderson, Tariq Cohen, and Wayne Gallman. Well, you, you, if it's PBR, you could make a case for Cohen. As I mentioned on the Friday show, uh, four games last year, the Bears gave up 24 or more points, and Cohen had five catches or more in, maybe even six catches or more in three of those four games. But I can't see how you're starting him over Daryl Henderson. So do that. From Justin Schluter, give me a flex. Eight-team PPR. Eight-team league PPR. Um... Clyde Edwards Elair or DJ Moore? Oh. Mm. PPR. Clyde Edwards Elair, tough matchup against Baltimore. DJ Moore. Tough matchup against the Chargers as well. Mm-hmm. We had a tough matchup last week. I'm gonna go with DJ Moore in PPR. This is from Don't You Know. You probably like that, right? Don't Don't You Know in that Robinson Cano home run call, whatever. <laughs> oh gosh. Can you play uh, Cano? Can you play your soundbite? Which one do you want? The oh my goodness gracious. Oh yeah. My good goodness gracious! <laughs> Such a great segment. Uh, like play it one more time because I love how she stops in the middle of the good. Like, oh my good goodness gracious! Terrific, terrific stuff. <laughs> Dear Vito, Michael, Michael, and Sonny, do you know them? Um, you know Michael and Sonny? That's from a movie. Yeah, is that from The Godfather? Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm 2-0. and I'm number one in the league. I need some QB help uh, and tight end help. Jonu Smith or Noah Fant and Josh Allen or Cam Newton? Oh, gosh. I have Cam Newton and Josh Allen back-to-back in my rankings. This is the toughest test that Josh Allen has seen all season long. I am going to go with Cam Newton, <laughs> but it is close. They are back-to-back. And the other one was Jonu Smith or who? Noah Fant. I will go with Jonu Smith, who is currently the tight end one overall. He is? Yes, he is. Wow, how about that? Uh, the Skrull. Okay, auction. I had a salary cap draft. I got Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. PPR Superflex. Um, I picked up Freeman, and I have Snell and Gibson, blah, blah, blah. So pick one to start. Is it going to be Devontae Freeman? Is it going to be Antonio Gibson, Ronald Jones, or Leonard Fournette? I am going to go with Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I think you have to there. From Force Player... Mark Ingram or Josh Kelly? This is PPR. Mark Ingram or Josh Kelly? Oh, Josh Kelly over everyone. I know that he is really? Jamie Eisenberg's start of the week. Apparently he's have, yours also. I have him inside my top 20. I have him RB17, so very excited about Josh Kelly. Okay. I, that's cool. I uh, I, I am think hoping and thinking that Mark Ingram is going to really be the number one running back this week uh, since they're not going to blow out the Chiefs, I wouldn't think. So I think he could have a good game. But the Chiefs' run defense should get a lot better this week, getting Mike Pinnell back. Okay, this is from ALF878. You ever see ALF? Oh, yeah, unfortunately. You know what ALF stands for? No. Alien life form. Actually, I probably could have figured that out. Ah, I don't think so. (laughs) 
Do you know what pod stands for in podcasting? No. Uh, play on demand. Did not know that. Isn't should that I know crazy? that? As a, as a podcast host, I probably should. I learned that a couple of years ago, and I was like, what? I just thought, you know, they used to be on iPods, which I'm guessing is, you know, play, that's where it came from, play on demand. Blew my mind when I learned that. Blew my mind. I, I would bet like 90% of podcasters have no idea. I'm also not sure it's true, but it feels true, and I heard it from a reliable source. Okay, question from Alf is... Um, uh, I don't see a question. I might have cut it off. Alf, I'm very sorry. Great show, though. So, <laughs> sorry. Iceman, flex options. Who's a better flex between Josh Kelly, Jarek McKinnon, and Daryl Henderson? Josh Kelly, Jarek McKinnon, Daryl Henderson in a non-PPR league. Yeah, it's Josh Kelly for me. 25 touches last week. Great matchup going up against the Carolina Panthers. I like Daryl Henderson as a high-end flex, but I have Josh Kelly as a mid-RB2. Here are some season-long questions from Apple Podcasts. Brian in southeastern Massachusetts. Grade the trade. Give up Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt, Robert Woods, and LaVisca Chenault. Gurley, Hunt, Woods, and Chenault. Get Drake and Edmonds, Keenan Allen, and James Robinson. Oh, this is a... Oh, that's very well, good. Well, Robert Woods is tough to give up. I think What this format is, a win. is this? I don't know, but I like this trade. You're getting I, Drake, Edmonds, Keenan Allen, and James Robinson. I'm going to say A-. minus. Yeah, that's a I good th- trade. I think Keenan Allen is going to be better with Herbert as a quarterback. As long as Herbert is the quarterback, the targets were up in week two. Robinson looks like a legit top yeah. 15 running back. Like He's uh, a high-end RB2. It's, and he's being used more in the pass game as well. Edmonds' schedules, uh, I mean, Drake and Edmonds, both of their schedules are about to be fantastic. I like the trade a lot. All right, this is John C. in New Jersey. A.J. Green was just dropped. How much uh, fab should I spend on A.J. Green? Mm. Depends how desperate you are for a wide receiver, but in a vacuum, I will say 30 30 to 40% in that range. You know, Mm -hmm. closer to 40% if you really need a wide receiver. Okay, I don't think you're getting them because I was going to say like 50, and you probably won't even get them with that because I bet somebody spends like 80, and that's not worth it. From Ryan in Texas, right? right? Yeah, always happens. Ryan in Texas, I'm deep at wide receiver. What did I say that always happens? Like, I've never been in a league where somebody of A.J. Green's caliber gets dropped, except the podcast league the other day when I dropped Tyree Kill accidentally and gave him back to myself as the commissioner. Mm. Uh, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Okay, from Ryan in Texas, I'm deep at wide receiver, and I have to activate Jamison Crowder from IR. You do? Do I drop Tariq Cohen, James White, Josh Kelly, or one of my wide receivers like Brandon Cooks, I guess? Hmm. I First of all, I don't think you should have to activate James and Crowder. He's not going to play in week three. But if you have to, I would say it's one of James White or Tariq Cohen, mm-hmm. and Eileen dropping Tariq Cohen. From Hugo Robinson, should I trade DeAndre Hopkins and James Conner for Alvin Kamara? Hmm. Man, that is that is a hefty price to pay, but you're getting one of the top three running backs that are actually healthy right now. I think if you have the depth to do it and you're just trying to free up some space on your team, I would do that, yes. This is from Day 91 Hi, Trico, Mudkip, and Torchic. Finally. You know One that I actually know. Hey, this is right. right up my alley. Those are... Pokemon starters. Excellent. Good for you. <laughs> Would you give up Aaron Jones and Will Fuller for Adam Thielen, DK Metcalf, and Melvin Gordon? Aaron Jones and Will Fuller for Thielen, Metcalf, and Gordon. Hmm. How valuable is Aaron Jones? Because that is a big wide receiver upgrade. I think I would do this. Yeah. I don't. I don't love giving up the best running back in the deal. But if you need wide receivers, I guess I would do it. But very reluctant. Don't feel great about it. From Pac-Man 1017, would you trade Kenny Galladay for Austin Eckler? That seems like a very fair trade. Yeah, even say. We like it. Isaiah from DSM. Trade advice. Give up Carson and Godwin. Get Chubb and Galladay. 
Carson and Godwin for Chubb and Galladay PPR. I don't like it. Mm, I would rather have the Carson and Godwin Frank, side. You and I are like simpatico, man. I love it. <laughs> From Mindaugi Couscous. Is that the guy on the Knicks? <laughs> Ignis Brisdakis? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> um, 10 team, two quarterback PPR league. Start three wide receivers. Trade Jared Goff for DJ Chark. Trade Mike Davis for AJ Green. So he gave up Goff and Davis for Chark and Green. I think that's pretty good. Chark and... Uh, yeah, that's a solid B. Yeah. Mindaugus Kuzminskis. Yeah. Oh, he, yo, he's that, one of the... Yeah, he's the, the old Knicks player. The other... Mm-hmm. Yeah, he used to be He's also a fellow Latvian of Kristaps Porzingis at the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know where he is now. He's, uh, oh, he's playing for Locomotive Kuban of the VTB United League and the Euro Cup. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I have him I, on how, a couple of my teams. Fantasy. I, how, could, how could we miss that one? <laughs> <laughs> From <laughs> your mom, Trebek. Hey, Junior uh, Weigel, Dangle, Williams, Garcia, Kimball, and Jones. You know them? No. Reno 911. Would you drop Marvin Jones or Jamison Crowder for Will Fuller? I would drop Jamison Crowder for Will Fuller, yes. Okay. Uh, what do I, I would drop Marvin Jones, but I would drop either one, I guess. I'd rather have Fuller. From the hammer, what do I do with Jarvis Landry? Mm. I don't think you start him. I don't think there's going to be a lot of pass volume in this Cleveland Browns offense all season. Apparently, Odell Beckham doesn't think so either. He had a quote recently that he doesn't think he's going to have a big season. All right, interesting. Um, <laughs> thanks thanks for letting I, us know now. I think Landry is going to be a low-end wide receiver three in PPR leagues, and you don't want to start him in week three. Tony from Indiana. Hayden Hurst, Noah Fant, Dallas Goddard. Which one should I trade and why? Haste, Hurst, Haste, Goddard, and Fant. Fant. Yeah. I would look to trade... Hayden Hurst out of that group. I know that the Eagles are going to get Alshon Jeffrey back eventually, but they love the tight ends. They use both of them you know, quite evenly. Goddard's actually seen more targets dating back to like the past six games, even from last year, than Zach Ertz. Noah Fant looks like a legitimate breakout tight end, and Jeff Driscoll targeted him a decent amount in week two as well, so I'm not really worried about that. Um, Hayden Hurst, there's a lot of targets on the Falcons, so I, I, would, I would look to trade him. Well, let's see what the fantasy cops have to say. Get your questions into fantasy football at cbsi.com. Put fantasy cops or fantasy regulators or whatever you want. In, well, no, one of those two things. In the subject line. And here we go. Have you heard this funky beat yet, Frank? Yes. Uh, Adam, I don't know if you know this, but I actually listened to the oh, that's fantasy right. football team podcast. You do. So. I forgot. <laughs> My bad. All right, here's one from, let's see, this is from Anthony in Virginia. Oh, it gets so funky right there. Please help us settle a month-long debate league members have been having with the commissioner. Our league's veto system is commish-only. This is for either obvious collusion or atrocious trades. Well, guess what? The commissioner made an atrocious trade pre-draft with someone who auto-drafted. We play in a full PPR Superflex league. Our commissioner traded, and in fact, that a Superflex is very important here, Traded Sam Darnold, Julian Edelman, and Chris Thompson for Michael Thomas. As you can believe, managers were very upset, but he claims that Yahoo says this trade helps his team, according to projections, because it's three for one and he needed a quarterback. We explained to him that it's completely unfair regardless, but that it doesn't take into account the two other players he will have to bench to start the the additional two that he's receiving. Can you please publicly shame our commissioner in our league and tell him that this trade is a joke and it should be reversed. So injuries aside, he traded my, he traded Sam Darnold, Julian Edelman, and Chris Thompson for Michael Thomas. So I guess the Yahoo said it was actually helping the other team. But um, is this that bad of a trade in, in a super flex league where Edelman and Darnold are going to be starters for you? You know, Oh, this is awful. Okay. This, especially before the season when Michael Thomas is healthy. I mean, he was in full PPR as well. I get that it's super flex, but Thomas is still a top five or six pick, even in that format. Is it vetoable, though? Mm, this is bad, man. Because, like, Darnold, 
if Darnold scores 15 points a week, and he'll probably do better than that. You know, he's, he's um, you know what? Why am I even going to bother guessing? I'm going to tell you exactly where, like, Sam Darnold would rank amongst wide receivers. So you get an idea in a super flex league. You talk it out while I look, while I look into this. I just think whenever you see three for one trades where you're giving up a first round pick for a barely startable Sam Darnold, even in a super flex league, I mean, most people are drafting him as their QB three. Julian Edelman, you know, it's easy to say now in hindsight, he looked fantastic in week two, but heading into the season, there was some trepidation around Julian Edelman. He was a solid wide receiver three, low end wide receiver three. Chris Thompson, I mean, what were we honestly expecting as a low floor PPR flex, maybe? Whenever you see these three-for-one, these volume trades for a superstar, more often than not, they are quite bad. So if I had the like the bell from Game of Thrones, I would just like walk around and shame, shame. This is a, I think this is still a pretty bad trade. But this is kind of what you run into when the veto process is commission only and the commissioner is the one who made this trade. So I'm well, just going to keep talking until you're no, ready. ready I'm not, yeah, all right, let me see what Dark. <laughs> Okay, Sam Darnold last year in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, he averaged 18.9 fantasy points per game. That would have made him one of the best wide receivers in fantasy. So you're getting Darnold and Edelman. Only two wide receivers last year in PPR averaged more fantasy points than Sam Darnold. That was in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. Okay, if it's four-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, I don't know, maybe 10 wide receivers did? I, just a guess. So it's not as lopsided as it appears, but it also depends is it 10 teams or 12 teams? Because if it's 10 team super flex league, which I play in, you can get quarterbacks on the waiver wire, quarterbacks like Sam Darnold. If it's a 12 team super flex league, there's really nothing. I don't think this is that. I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to shame. I'm not shaming him. That, maybe we're good cop, bad cop, but I think that this is a bad trade, but not an atrocious, shame worthy trade. I think that I don't think you can really compare Darnold to Thomas because it's relative to the quarterback position, right? Like Sam Darnold's still going to yeah, be. Yeah, but he's a, very, a flex. Like it's a super flex, so he's a very bad quarterback, right? So, like, if you wanted to trade Michael Thomas for a quarterback in a super flex league, you could have easily gotten like a top twelve quarterback and probably a wide receiver as well in return. And Julian I, think, Edelman? I mean, all right. you could have done all a right. lot better in this. So trade. you're shaming him? You're shaming him? Shame. Okay, I'm not quite there yet. All right, you did do the Game of Thrones thing. That's right. All right, that's uh, that's number one. Let's go to our second one. Let's get the cops back out here. Um, this is from... I don't have a name. I'm very sorry. I'm not doing so great today. I need the fantasy cops or the regulators or whatever you are calling the gang these days. I'm in a league with someone who also listens to the podcast, and I would like you to read this email and publicly, publicly give me vindication. Our league had our tr- first trade veto today. I made a lowball offer. And the other manager accepted the trade. I offered Brandon Cooks and Boston Scott for her, Kyler Murray. The manager with Kyler drafted three quarterbacks for some strange reason. Kyler, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. I looked over her team and noticed she had not great wide receivers, and I sent her the offer. Brandon Cooks and Boston Scott for her, Kyler Murray. After week two, she lost Sterling Shepard to turf toe. So my guess is she accepted the trade, seeing I had offered her a usable wide receiver. It's a 10-team two flex PPR league and IRL in real life. I'm a sales manager. I'm a firm believer in top down selling start high and negotiate to find a mutual trade. I started high and she accepted regardless. The trade was vetoed. I need vindication. There was no collusion. Should this have been vetoed? Frank, he gave up Boston Scott and Brandon cooks and got Kyler Murray in a 10 team PPR league. Well, I just in general do not believe in the veto process. So I don't think that there should be vetoes in any leagues. And I think if two managers agree to a trade, then that trade should go through. Unless there's like some clear collusion. So that, why? You know, so what is this, this person's trade? Just, to like their brother. Or you just shamed. You just shamed the Darnold trade. Well, that was because the commissioner is the one who made the trade, and he was the one who has the veto power in that <laughs> scenario. And like, obviously, he's not going to veto his own trade. Uh-huh. Um, but I think in a league where vetoes are. Allowed, and there shouldn't be any of these anti-veto. For no, I, I, I'm anti-you for that take for that stance. No, you can't have vetoes. Of course, Come you can on, have Adam. vetoes because you, you get 
like you, you don't veto this trade, but yes, like you said, collusion, horrible trade that alters the balance and the competitiveness of the league. Yes, some trades are worth vetoing. This is not one of them, in my opinion. I think you leave that, assuming that your commissioner is fair and just, who, uh, you know, according to our last question, maybe not. But I think the commissioner is the one that should make those decisions. If if something is very clearly lopsided or there's some collusion involved. Uh, but in this instance, you know, if the league hated the trade, it's a very bad trade. I think we, we all know that. But Yeah, it's a bad trade. Um. No, yeah. you don't, it's Anti, not vetoable. Anti-veto, but yeah, I, I probably would not veto it either. All right, this one comes from Raul. We need the fantasy cops in my league. It's a dynasty league. Oh, this is very relevant, Frank. One manager dropped Nick Chubb for Dalton Schultz. He says that he wanted to drop Najoku for Schultz, but he was so tired at one in the morning, crying, ba- parentheses, crying baby. I don't know if he's calling the manager a crying baby or the manager has a crying baby. He got confused and he dropped Chubb instead of Njoku. What would we do? Put him back on his team or it stays in the waiver wire and let the Hunger Games begin? Well, this happened to me. I I dropped Tyreek Hill and I meant to drop a DST instead. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. So I absolutely am putting Nick Chubb back on this roster. Yeah, that's the fair thing to do. Of course it is. That's the just thing to do. Uh, I would say, look, if if there's money on the line in this league, I say you let you let it go. Oh wow, you are ruthless. You are hey. bad cop. <laughs> you, have to, you have to you have to pay for your mistakes, Adam. Come on, I pay for my stay. I docked myself two fab dollars. Oh, two two yeah. whole fab dollars. Oh, well, wow. basically, I spent. Uh, six dollars on that transaction, and I and I put in a second claim for a DST for two dollars, and they both went through, and I put the second DST back on free agency, back on the waiver wire, and I was like, you know what? As a penalty, I'm not going to give the two dollars back to myself. So that was, I'm very hard on myself, Frank. Yeah, I see that. I basically got Tyreek Hill for two dollars. <laughs> Steal? <laughs> no, I look. Your friends. He made a mistake. He's a big crying baby, but give him a break. One more from Kevin. Frank doesn't say give him a break, by the way. Frank says, you know, he's screwed. I'm the commission of a 12-team league. Had a disgruntled manager that dropped all of his players. We found a replacement. I locked his team to prevent the disgruntled manager from doing it again, and I put all the players back on his roster. However, I forgot to unlock the new manager. So he had the fourth waiver priority and was not able to make any moves. How should we proceed? Allow him to choose from the players available after the first three teams' waivers were processed? Looking forward to hearing from the cops. This is... This sucks. This is really difficult to deal with. Yeah, because... Is the person telling the truth? Unless you could just go back and see like what their waiver claims were. But I, I think the fairest thing to do is... Yes, after the first three teams that were ahead of this team, their waivers go through. This manager should be allowed to have first dibs on whoever's available after the top three waiver claims. I think that's probably the fairest thing to do. The problem is there's a chain reaction because now the team that's getting bumped, let's say say the top three waiver claims were uh, Mike Davis, Deion Lewis, and Devontae Freeman. And then the fourth, and now this manager's like, well, okay, they're all gone. I want Russell Gage. But the team that got Russell Gage is like, okay, well, now I'm taking, I'm not, I just lost the player that I got on waivers. So you've got to give me the fifth priority. So I'm taking this guy from another team. You've got this whole chain reaction. So I don't, I don't really think you can do that. Um, I would give him the number one waiver priority next week, maybe. I think that's very enticing. Yeah, I see what you're saying. It's it's definitely frustrating, and it creates a lot of work for the commissioner, but ultimately it was the commissioner who for, forgot to unlock this person's team, so they should have to do more work to make things right in this situation. I just think, you know, I if guess. you found someone who was actually willing to take over a team, it's not their fault that they couldn't how make did, a I, But I don't get it. Like, How do you not tell the commissioner, hey, I'm locked out, I can't make any ro- waiver claims? Well, maybe this person put the claims in, but they didn't process because... That's where know, their team Frank. was locked? I don't know. I don't know. Seems fishy. Seems fishy. 
Now this honestly, this is one of the tougher ones. I don't know what to do about this. I Frank says Frank and I are bad police partners. We have not agreed on anything. I don't think we've agreed on one. Oh no, we agreed not to veto the Kyler Murray for Brandon Cooks and Boston Scott trade. We also agree that it's time to take a quick break. When we come back, your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. All right, everybody, thank you so much for your emails. Always appreciated. This comes from Ryan in Pennsylvania. Dear Sean, no, dear Sam, Dean, Castile, and Chuck. Not a clue. Not a clue. No idea. Heading to Google for this one. I have McCaffrey, Mike Davis, Antonio Gibson, J.K. Dobbins, Latavius Murray, jeez. Nikhil Harry, okay, I'm just going to tell you this part. Nikhil Harry, Brandon Cooks, Deshaun Jackson, and Jerry Judy are on the waiver wire. Who would you cut from his team? Okay, well, you have three tight ends, so we're going to cut TJ Hawkinson. And we're going to cut... That's probably it. Maybe Benny Snell. So who would you pick up out of Harry, Cooks, Deshaun Jackson, and Judy? I will put Jerry Judy first on that list just because of the opportunity presented with Cortland Sutton out. And... Say the names again. It was Deshaun Jackson. Nikhil Harry, Harry, Brandon Cooks, and Deshaun Jackson are the others. I will go with... Hmm. I'll probably still put Harry last on that list. Don't, don't really love any of those other names. Like, Judy is the one that I'm probably most excited about there. I will go with Deshaun Jackson. What is Supernatural? Is that a show? I think so. Isn't it like a werewolf show or something? Oh, man. That's just not... Not my thing. All right. This uh, question says, Hi, all. Can you help me rest of season uh, in the right mindset? How, can you tell me, help me attack the rest of the season in the right mindset? How do you, how do you view players like Sony Michelle and Carlos Hyde? I have a decent team, but I've been hit by the injury bug. With Brady, Ingram, Brown, Robinson, Higby, my roster's okay, but I'm tempted to drop players like Michelle and Hyde to take more flyers on K.J. Hamler, Alshon Jeffrey, and other players with upside that could make my season. It's hard to drop them when they are consistently ahead of those lottery tickets in every ranking, but it seems more worthwhile to invest in high upside and dump someone like Michelle. I think that's a fair take. I There's right. not a lot of upside with Sony Michelle. The Patriots are always going to use a lot of running backs. Damian Harris is coming back soon. The only upside Michelle has is to score a touchdown. He's not using the pass game at all. The only way I'm holding on to Carlos Hyde is if I'm a Chris Carson owner. Uh, I don't think that he has any standalone value really either. We saw his workload go way down in week two. So, yeah, I'm all right dropping both Sony Michelle and Carlos Hyde, assuming you are not the Chris Carson owner. I'd be more likely to drop Michelle because if Carson does get hurt, then at least until Rashad Penny comes back, which could be week seven, I believe. Uh, I don't know when their buy is. But uh, as long as if Rashad Penny's out, then... I think Hyde would get a pretty substantial role if Carson got hurt. I don't know that there's anything that could make Sony Michelle get a substantial role on a consistent basis. He's never going to catch passes. He might score a touchdown here or there. He's like a little bit better version of Jordan Howard. Um, so, yeah, I'd be more likely to drop him. John in a full PPR league. I need a flex. Golden Tate or Jarek McKinnon? Mm, I like both of those guys this week. Me too. I will say Jarek McKinnon in non-PPR, Golden Tate in PPR. Okay, I'm got, I am got some uh, tough calls this week from Greg in Northern California. 
PPR, start two wide receivers, two running backs, and a flex. All right, so we need two running backs here. Miles Sanders, Austin Eckler, and Joe Mixon. Miles Sanders and Austin Eckler. Two wide receivers, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, Juju Smith-Schuster, and DJ Moore. Oof. Man. Well, all those guys, like, right in a row. I think one of them is going to be a flex because I'm going to start those wide receivers over Mixon. Lockett, for sure, as one of the wide receivers. How many do you need? Two? Three out of four. Galladay, Lockett, Juju, and more. I will rank Juju last out of that group, so he's the one I would mention. Okay. From, man, where's the name? Sorry, don't have a name. Pick a tight end and a flex between these four players in PPR. Dallas Goddard against Cincinnati. Todd Gurley against Chicago. Well, let's start with the tight ends. Dallas Goddard or Hayden Hurst? I will go. I said earlier, if Julio Jones is out, I would take Hurst over Goddard, so I will remain consistent there, but I'm not sure that... Actually, you will know. Yes, because they're both 1 o'clock games. So there you go. If Julio Jones is out, I'll use Hayden Hurst over Dallas Goddard. And then who's your flex? Is it the other tight end, or is it Gurley or Green? A.J. Green. I will go with... Todd Gurley hasn't been great, but he's still getting a lot of work. He's being used in the red zone, too, so I'll take Todd Gurley. Nicholas says, C.E.H. and Juju... For Aaron Jones and Keenan Allen, which side do you like better? Edward Delaire and Smith-Schuster or Jones and Keenan Allen? This is a pretty close trade, but I will take Aaron Jones and Keenan Allen. Oh, interesting. You don't like, you're not a Juju guy, are you? No, I love Juju, but I don't, I didn't really like the usage in week two. Deontay Johnson looks like he is the go-to guy. I still think Juju will be solid, but I think from, how much I how I viewed him entering the season as like a high end wide receiver too. I do think that he's dropped down a little bit. He's probably more of like a low end wide receiver too. And I like Keenan Allen's target share with Justin Herbert in week two. I think that he will be better. And I think Aaron Jones is better than Clyde Edwards Elaire right now. This is actually an easy one for me because I think I like Juju a lot better than Keenan Allen. Like a lot better. And before week two preseason and after week one, I liked Edward Zeller better than Aaron Jones. Edward Zeller didn't have a great game in week two, but the Chiefs didn't have a great game in week two, and he actually caught six passes, I think. He did. So, I mean, it's an easy call for me to take the the Juju Edward Zeller side. What's not easy is which running back do I like better rest of the season? Yeah, I, that's what I was going to ask I you. I don't know. I mean, Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones, I've given this stat before. Every single time he's had 15 or more carries, he has scored at least 14 non-PPR fantasy points. Every single time in his career. It's got to be like 12 games at this point. So I guess you could take Aaron Jones. He is their guy. There's really not much competition right now. Um, All right, let's go to Eric in Maine. Uh, Need two for a flex. Half PPR. And 0.2 points per carry. James White, if he plays. T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, or DeAndre Swift. I need two. Mm. Say them again? Yeah. uh, James White, T.Y. Hilton, Will Fuller, DeAndre Swift. I will go with T.Y. Hilton. And, you know, I heard Jamie bring this up before as well. I think, like, if James White plays, yes, very tragic tragic situation to happen with him and his family. So thoughts and prayers there. But I think that the Patriots are really going to feature him and find a way to get him in the end zone once, at least, maybe even twice. But that's just like a hunch thing. There's no, like, statistical analysis there. It's either him s- or Fuller. I'm not starting Swift. You know what? I, I On paper, this is the week that it should... Like, they should go to Swift, but you just you can't trust the Detroit Lions. I will say if James White plays, I will use him and T.Y. Hilton. If James White does not play, I will use Hilton and Swift. All right, from Jordan, standard scoring league. Flex two of these guys. A.J. Green, Julian Edelman, Daryl Henderson, and Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly and... Do you say PPR or non-PPR? Non-PPR. Non-PPR, I will go Josh Kelly and Daryl Henderson. From Patrick in a town near Yukon. Do you know that? I know it's in stores, <laughs> but like I don't know a town near stores. Uh, geography and pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not for me. Hi, Jim, Doug, JP, and Josh. I don't know. 
who that is. Oh, oh, those are Bills quarterbacks. Yeah. Oh, JP Lossman. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, twelve team half PPR pick two. James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Devin Singletary. I will go Dalvin Cook and James Conner. From Aaron, grade the trade. Give up Josh Jacobs and Travis Kelsey. Get Christian McCaffrey and Mark Andrews. J- uh, Kelsey and Jacobs for McCaffrey and Andrews. F. Don't love this. It's yeah. F. Yeah. Sorry. You're giving... I'd rather have... I, everybody would rather have Kelsey than Andrews, and I'd rather have Jacobs than McCaffrey. Absolutely. I, you know, F. it's interesting because people are, are sort of acting like... McCaff- Some people are acting like McCaffrey's going to be back any day. He's on IR. He's missing at least three games. He could miss up to six. He's not coming back in two weeks like Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara did. So you can't give up a player like Josh Jacobs for Christian McCaffrey. You just can't do it, in my opinion. Unless, of course, Josh Jacobs gets hurt, which he's kind of hurt right now. All right, we got one from... Man, please try to put your name in the email. That way I copy and paste your email, and sometimes I just forget the name because, you you know, it's not in the email. Uh, 10-team half PPR league. Give Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Brown. Get Christian McCaffrey and Adam Thielen. This one's more interesting. Jonathan Taylor and A.J. Brown for McCaffrey and Thielen. Now, he also has Sanders and Drake. Um, that's it. No, and Zach Moss. and Oh, and Naheem Hines. <sighs> that's a tough one. All right, Taylor and A.J. Brown for McCaffrey and Thielen. Yeah, no, the context actually adds a lot here because this fantasy manager can afford to wait on McCaffrey because they have two other great running backs and A.J. Brown is beat up, and I think, you know, even if he's healthy, he's probably, like, similar value to Thielen, but I'd still take Thielen ahead of him. I, I'm I'm okay with this trade. I'll give it a B-. minus. I still don't think I'm doing it, because I'd rather have Jonathan Taylor than McCaffrey. Well, not when McCaffrey's healthy, and the thing no, is, he can, but, afford to, but right, he can afford to wait for McCaffrey. He probably can't afford to wait. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give it a, I'll get, you know what? I'll give it a C plus. Good call, Frank. Hey, Adam, Jamie, Heath, Ben, and Dave, and Frank. This is from Andy in Germany. Would you trade Joe Mixon straight up for Christian McCaffrey? I have Sanders and Chubb as my starting running backs. Yeah, I think I would. I think it's very similar to what yeah, we were similar. just talking about. You have some healthy running backs. Joe Mixon, like he does to the start of every season, has disappointed, and he's probably more of like, a mid to high end RB two now. I would do that. Yes. This is from Tyler. Dear Gary, Sean, and Manning. Mm. Come on, you can do this. Mm. Gary, Sean, and Manning. No. Put on your glove, Frank. Put on the glove. Okay. The glove, Gary Payton. Oh, these are Pey- these are Peytons. Gary Payton, Sean Payton, Peyton Manning. Okay, a little, a little tricky there. Went last name, first name on you. Yeah, I thought you were talking about like the Sonics then, because I was thinking Sean Kemp, Gary Payton. Oh, and I was like, that could have been. Yeah, I was like, wait, was like Danny Manning on one of those teams? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe <laughs> Danny Manning was on the team. Uh, this morning, I was offered AJ Green for Miles Gaskin. I have Eckler and Taylor at running back. I have Julio Fuller and Crowder. Uh, do I take this trade? Do I give up Gaskin to acquire A.J. Green? I think that A.J. Green's upside is higher than Miles Gaskin. I think while Gaskin is getting a ton of touches, he still is not seeing the high-value touches, which are in the red zone. I think that his because of that, his upside is capped. I think that he can be a low-end PPR flex, you know, a bi-week replacement, Miles Gaskin, but I think ultimately A.J. Green's upside is still higher. So, yes, I would take Green. From Nicholas, 10-team, full PPR. Let's see what we need here. Uh, who should I flex? PPR. David Montgomery, Jarek McKinnon, Josh Kelly, CeeDee Lamb, or A.J. Brown if he plays. Montgomery, McKinnon, Josh Kelly, Lamb, A.J. Brown. How many of these? One. PPR. Oof. Oh, this is brutal. Oh, man, that is close between really Kelly, Montgomery, and Lamb. Exactly. Because it's PPR. I will go with... I'm going to go with CD Lamb. I think that that game is going to be... It's, it has the highest point total of the week. It's like 56 points. So Seahawks and 
Cowboys, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Lamb has basically supplanted Gallup as the wide receiver too. Uh, yeah, I'll t- it's close. I'll take CeeDee Lamb though. I want to read you a FanDuel lineup I have. Hold on. How's it going for you? You got big weekend plans? I do not. I <laughs> have a plan to go help my parents move some furniture uh, around, so yay, that's fun. I don't know Saturday. why. Come on, like, come on. Give me my damn lineup already. Uh, let me see if I remember it. <laughs> it's Russell Wilson, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Austin Eckler at flex, and then the wide receivers are Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf. Oh, I found it. Russell Wilson, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Amari Cooper, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Devin Singletary at flex, and Dallas Goddard at tight end, and the Colts DST. But I have Wilson, Lockett, Metcalf, Cooper, and Carson. So I'm all about this game. I love it. And I think most people, I mean, that's where most people are going to gravitate in DFS this week, as they should, but just realize it's going to be pretty chalky. Like, a lot of people are going to have... Seahawks and Cowboys in their lineups this week. And rightfully so. Again, it has the highest point total of the week. It's going to be a fun game. All right. Get get ready to groove on Sunday with some NFL football. We'll talk to you Sunday night with the recap podcast, but also Sunday afternoon. Frank joins us on Twitch, twitch.com slash FF today. Check us out. We'll answer your questions live noon Eastern to 1 p.m. Eastern just before kickoff. Thanks a lot to Frank Stample. Awesome debut on the Fantasy Football Today podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening, for emailing, for writing in with your Apple Podcast questions. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good luck. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. Are you still listening? Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.